0: Dr. Gwen Shietta, and welcome to another episode of Life on Your Terms. Today, we are talking with Nettie Owens. She is helping businesses Get more done. Nettie is a nationally recognized organizing and productivity expert. She has written the book on creating an environment that supports who you are, what you do, and where you would like to go with your life. It is her mission to help others remove the clutter that is holding them back from living their life purpose. I am thrilled to be talking with her today. She is amazing. Not only does she have gems to help remove the clutter from our lives that hold us back, but she shares so many insights and so much authenticity and openness from this interview. I know you're going to get so much out of it. And stay tuned till the end because she's also going to share a giveaway that will help you remove the clutter from your life. So let's get started. Nettie, good morning. It's wonderful to have you on the podcast. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Well, I'm looking forward to our conversation, and I know our, our listeners are going to get so much out of this from an organizational perspective, uh, as well as connection to how do you create a life on your terms and what does organization have to do with that. So we will we will share some uh, key things about that. But as we get started, just share a little bit about your background. What What is it exactly that you do, the focus of your work?
1: Well, I'm glad you asked. Actually, things are somewhat shifting for me. So it'll be a nice opportunity today to get to share a little bit about what I have done um, and how that's led to what I am doing now. Um, But my background is as a certified professional organizer in chronic disorganization. Um, I've been doing that for 14 years as a residential organizer. And I basically work with special needs clients. So um, if People are challenged with um, depression, anxiety, ADHD, even hoarding, as a reason for why they're finding it difficult to
0: get and stay organized. I love that. So it's it's interesting. It almost seems like it can be a chicken egg. You know, as so as a clinical psychologist, as my background, um, you know, I love it. So can can being disorganized can also cause anxiety, right? So it it could work. It could work either way. You could have the absolutely right. Is that have you seen it in both directions?
1: Yes. Um, And it's, it's interesting that you bring that up. Uh, There was another woman that I worked with that was a therapist. and, And she said, you know, you work on the inside in order to affect the outside. And from my perspective, I work on the outside in order to affect the inside, but truly they're so interconnected. Um, and the work that I do with organization is is very much, um, understanding how your brain works in order to create an environment that works for you, that actually, you know, helps you function and helps support your brain processing, um, rather than trying to create something that's someone else's that is an idea from a book, which may be great, but maybe just exactly how that author functions, not necessarily how you do. Um, so being able to learn how your brain works and being able to apply the things um, that would support that. Um, so that's, you know, that's kind of my background for the last uh, 14 years. Um, but the shift that I mentioned is really in looking at. Um, how to apply those same exact concepts um, for entrepreneurs for people who are working in a corporate setting and looking at um, how creating an environment with your thought processes with your time and with your space supports again how your brain functions, which then allows you to be more productive and and get and really get things done and and feel great about it so That's been the more recent shift in in how I'm serving people.
0: I love that. So you're just really, which is interesting, and we'll get to this um, at the end as well, almost like you're at the the seventh L in the framework, which is level up, right? What's next? So you are at this place of kind of getting to uh, a place where you can look across the valley and go, oh my gosh, what's next for me? How can I take what I've done so far? So really shifting it, it sounds like, from a specific, from a person level to the whole entrepreneurial aspect. And what an amazing gift if you can give people back some time, right? I mean, because it seems that's what organization does, as you said, besides decrease anxiety or help with depression. I mean, ultimately giving people a tool to have more space to do the other things that they want to be doing and to do them more effectively.
1: Yes, and I really enjoy... um, the seven L framework that you've created, um, and it was fun getting to look at that framework through the lens of what I'm experiencing right now. And and like you said, it, it does feel uh, you're not wrong. It feels to me as well like I'm at that seventh level and going, okay, you know, um, what what did I learn? How can I apply that going forward? And now what's next? How how am I going to use that um, to reach the next goal that I have for myself?
0: yeah and I'm curious, um, Nettie, just in terms of your passion for organizing and helping people get organized, um, how did you find yourself in this place? I mean, what what spoke to you that drew you to that just that concept and that work? In general, was there, you know, I, I was reading a little bit of your bio and your college degree and, and this, this is a very specific um, work that you that you do. Was there an event when we talk about the first L to go to that? Was there was there something that you heard or something that happened that called you to this work?
1: So I would say yes. And I'm actually going to tell you two events, you know, two times where listening has been really critical. Um I, uh, yes, looking at my college degree, it's nothing like on the surface what I do now. My college degree is in computer science, <laughs> but, which is not a very people-oriented kind of a degree. Um, but some but organization and logic, logic right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So there is that to it. Um, but I have always been a fairly organized person. Um which is what led me initially to to the work that i do but from the get-go even the very first client that i had fell into that chronically disorganized category so when i started my company i was automatically attracting um the kinds of clients who fit that description and i didn't know what i was doing i didn't know how to work with them and thankfully as always happens you get the information that you need when you need it and so i i continued to get what i needed i continued to find articles and news resources and and groups that could support me in in these clients that i was working with and then i eventually became a certified organizer so um it was it was taking a leap of faith to try something outside of what my education was in, but something that I felt I could do and I could do well. Um, and then noticing and who was coming to me and, and doing my best to serve them um, and making sure I had the tools and resources to do that. So that was sort of the first
0: mm. the first
1: level of listening.
0: Uh-huh.
1: And the second level of listening or the second time that it really came up was um, I, I don't know if if this happens for any, I'm going to say, yes, this happens for other people. I know it does, but, um, you know, getting these sparks of inspiration. So um, I had this spark of inspiration to run this class called Dreams to Action, and I created it, and I offered it to our local business development center, and there were 12 people registered, and over 24 people showed wow. to showed up that day, and just, it was tremendous that, you know, they, the, the people who were there really got a lot out of it, and I thought, okay, this is it, you know, this is the direction I need to move in, and it really, that was in 2011? Uh-huh. I think um and it just came in fits and starts you know I would put some information out there would get you know good feedback but then I, I wasn't really able to gain traction and I think uh, you know I, I'm I'm not entirely certain what that was about if it was more about me you know needing to know and understand myself better before I could offer this out um to the world um but eventually in the last year everything has clicked And it was kind of listening and waiting and following the steps and getting out of my own way that finally allowed that click to happen. Um, And so I had my third moment of uh, download of inspiration um, last fall, and I acted on it immediately. And I really think that is what makes the difference when you get that spark um, to, to just, to just listen, to just take that information, use it immediately and allow what is going to happen to come to pass. Um, and that's been a tremendous difference in the last, uh, in the last six to eight months.
0: Is that the third inspiration? Is that the piece where you're talking about now moving to support entrepreneurs through this work? Yes, Was that? Absolutely. And I love what you just said. I just want to pause for a second because you just said so many important things that you listened, but also you said waited, um, which is, I think that's such an important thing that oftentimes we overlook. Like you said, listened, waited, but then took the steps. Um, I read a, an amazing book a couple of years ago called When the Heart Waits. I sometimes, and I interviewed a gentleman uh, on my show who talked all about pace and sometimes we feel like we just need to go, go, go. We should have everything done yesterday. I know many of us, especially entrepreneurs, can be very hard on ourselves that we haven't achieved everything, you know, in, in a very quick way. Um, but we, what you just said, like maybe initially it didn't happen because there were still some things you had to figure out or you weren't ready. Um uh, it's an interesting process, right? It's a balance between listening, taking action, but also having the tools. What, can you dig into that a, a little bit more? What, what was missing that all of a sudden uh, showed up in this, this last year? Was there something that you think you had to learn or did, you, did something speak to you a little bit differently? Like If you dig into that, what was different this, this last round?
1: I personally needed to go through the process that my clients go through. So my mission statement, which has been my mission statement for the entirety of my business and, and still applies even in this shift is to empower people to take control of their lives and live more purposefully by revealing what is essential, creating systems and helping shed the excess that is holding you back. And I was holding on to things that were not serving me. Um, I was holding on to a business model that wasn't serving me. I was holding on to an idea of how I work with my clients that wasn't serving me. And I honestly had to go through that letting go process myself, create the new systems and structure, and really dig down into what is essential about how I serve people and what's essential about me before I could go out and do it um, and work with others in that process again. So my own coming to terms um, with myself and my work had to happen, and it and it didn't happen in 2011 and 2012. I mean, it, it could have. Like if I had been reflective upon myself at that point, it could have. But, but even still, I look back, and everything is always in such perfect timing because um, – there's just so much that transpired in those six to eight years uh, that if i had if I had moved forward I, I wouldn't have been ready i mean i'm sure even now I'm, I know I was about to say complete and I'm, I know i'm not like <laughs> I know i'm not complete now but um but there are things that are true for me now that weren't true for me then um there's experiences there's losses i mean and there's gains there's just so much more about me that's kind of filled in. That had I moved forward at that time, um, it, it just wouldn't have been true, and it, and it, and what I was able to offer wouldn't have been the same. Um, and everything just kind of feels like it's in a much better place. The, you know, I in that time I, I hired on and fired many, many different um, employees. I changed my business structure. I got two rounds of business coaching from two very different kinds of business coaches and my network expanded. I mean, there are just things that happened that um, were critical really to bringing me to where I am now to where I can say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to let go. I'm ready to look inwardly and I'm ready to use that um, to help others.
0: Isn't that is such an amazing journey, right? Like we have to experience certain things to be, to be able to then give back. I mean, and I think that is part of what our our gifts are, right? We go through these processes and then we're able to give back. And sometimes we think we're ready, but it sounds just listening to you that you are at, and, and you were serving, you were doing some work, but it's just now you are, you are just digging much deeper into it. And you've had to go through this this process. And I want I to get a little bit more. I want to talk about those things that you had to maybe let go a little bit more. But before that, um, Nettie, why, you know, kind of tapping into that second L? I mean, why are you so passionate? And I can hear it in your voice, um, so passionate about this work. And it's truly, I mean, people you can look at on the surface, it's, it's so much more than just organizing and creating systems. And I, I love your mission statement. I mean, it's, it's, it's very deep, right? And it's multi, no pun intended, it's multi-layered and it's about yourself and the internal and external organization and systems and letting go both physically, mentally, all of, all of that is what I, what I hear from you. Um, and why, why are you so passionate about this?
1: I believe that when a way is clear that a person can achieve anything that they have set out to do and anything that they were intended to do. And so often the way not being clear is something that we have intentionally or unintentionally put in our paths. And I just you know, I see over and over again, where I'm going to use the terminology that I've used, you know, for forever, right, that there's just clutter, there's stuff, there's things in the way that are creating obstacles um, for individuals, and they, they have a spark. And maybe they're just not feeling it anymore, or, or they can, they can feel that spark, and they're just not sure what's in the way and how to get it out of the way. And, And I just, you know, that it's, it's almost painful to see that there's obstacles, but at the same time, it's so exciting to know, to be able to see what's in the way for them and to be able to help them move it and know full well that once that's gone, everything they want is possible. So you know, to, to talk to somebody on the phone who is just completely overwhelmed with their current situation, um, and to be able to go through those conversations and be there and just, and really just be there and experience with them, um, and to help them, you know, come to that realization and come to that revelation of what is in the way and, and allow them to be the ones to move it. I mean, even when I was doing residential organizing, it wasn't me coming in and saying, "You know what? You should really get rid of 50 pairs of shoes. You only need, you know, um 100 and not 150, right?" I wasn't I wasn't making those judgments for them. It was, you know, what do you want? Like if you truly want to spend your day Cleaning and buffing shoes and putting them on shelves and organizing them. Then yes, absolutely, we need everything you have here. But they're coming to that choice, um, and that's not that's not a decision I ever I ever made for them. So being able to to be there and ask questions and witness with them to help them see and understand where they'd like to go, um, and and to be able to provide the structure really. Um, that's the systems, right, yeah. to allowing them to make that path clear for themselves. It's just an exciting place. Uh,
0: Which is so, I love the, this. This is so awesome because I think that sometimes we forget why we even have this stuff. I I love the way that you posed that. It's getting clear on what you want and then deciding if there are things that you can let go in order to a- achieve what you what you want you know and and that's one of the things i talk so much about in the 7l's is are you are you living your values and your purpose and passion or are are you caught up in somebody else's vision for you and for yourself or has your own vision gone dormant you know i mean so many of us just don't even realize we're caught up in the whole society, you know, living up to those expectations or messages that we receive from our families or the external world or or whatever about success and what we should be going after. In your own way, we we do sort of parallel work, Nettie. You help them get clear um, by, by questioning all of the things that they're holding on to. And and then by getting clear, they can decide, wow, maybe I really don't need this. This is in my way of getting to where I really want to go. Did I say that right?
1: Yes, absolutely. And the other piece of it is just then laying out that, okay, what what are we going to do to get you there? You know, what are the what needs to happen? What needs to be true in order to get you to to walk along that now clear path? Um, and so, it's interesting because people will put things back in the way, like <laughs> you know, just it's like taking the donation bags back out of the car and putting them back in the house, you know. <laughs> so it, it just happens, and that's fine. And we address it as we go along. You know, did we get that wrong? Was that not really the the vision you had? Or if it is, you know, why are we holding on to it still? What what's coming up for you? So I just I just I love the process. I love the I love the results that are possible.
0: And what, in your perspective and all this work that you do, why is it, you know, I'm sure you've done some analysis, you know, some factor analysis. Are there some common things that you've seen um, of why people, I love that, take the bags back out of the car or maybe I'll really, is it, is it fear of, 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 needing it again? Is it fear of moving forward, fear of empty space? I I mean, what, what is your, what has been your experience, you know, as you work with people of why it's so hard to let things go? I think fear
1: in any form is really the underlying root of any reason why we're not able to let go of something. So it could be It could be fear of the empty space, of the unknown, of, you know, fear of success. It could be fear of, um, you know, not being that image that you had created for yourself or that someone else had. Um, It's just any it, it could be anything. But the root cause is always that is that fear. Um, and it's not necessarily going, they're not going to say, I'm afraid that blah, 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 like it just doesn't, it doesn't come out that way. You know, it's just, uh, it comes out as, you know, I might need it someday or, or I spent a lot of money on it, or this is the way it's always been. Um, I, I don't know if I'm going to have time for that. Like it comes out in, in different words, but the, you know, if we just trace it back down then we come up with some answer that's based in fear.
0: Yeah and and getting clear on on why you're why you're holding on and what have you seen when people are able to actually let go, all right? And get clear on do I really need this or not need this or get a system in place that allows them to be more organized um and just have that it's like literal and literally and figuratively right having organization having clarity um having clearing that path like you talked about which is again i think um internal and external everything you're talking about has sort of that double that double layer um what have you seen that that do for people
1: it's really it's really quite profound you know and and, and I and I do caveat this with: we're still going to put things in our way, right? As soon as we move something out of the way, that empty space—it's like, oh, what else can we fill it up with? So if we don't fill it up with the things that we're moving towards, then it will get filled up with the things that might keep us right from moving towards those areas. But but what's possible is, you know, especially looking in the the realm of uh, the entrepreneurial world, it's it's just massive. growth. Qu- Growth—it's moving in a direction that um, that feels good and right. That feels aligned with who you are. Um, it, it can mean taking the leap into something that you've always felt was your calling, but not necessarily had the tools or the or the support to to go there. I mean, it's just—it really just opens up the world, right? It's—I've it, seen people. Um, I, I wrote a blog post recently about a woman that I work with that that moved into a, a building space three times the size of her existing space and brought on four employees in three months because of just moving the things out of the way and creating that space to, to do what was more in line with what her vision was and not just kind of eke along with, um, well, you know, I need a little bit more here and a little bit more there, really getting clear on her, her, big, her big vision. Rather than just what's going to be the next step, you know, um, today what's going to pay today's bills, what's going to check off today's to do list, and and so it's kind of an aside, but in talking, you know, in kind of moving into this entrepreneurial realm and and business, and you know, it, it's more in line with productivity and time management, and there's this love of to do lists and. Uh, time management tools and productivity buzzwords. And I really buck against (laughs) a lot of that because um, I don't feel like it often serves the greater purpose. Um, But it's an easy, it's an easy fix. Like it's going to make you feel like you're getting where you want to go. But really, it's just kind of a mask for
0: you're probably causing a panic right now to listeners of, what do you mean? I, I, I thought, I I'm not supposed to do a to-do list. I know. Or And if, I, if I'm hearing you, um, I think I know where you're going with that, Nettie. I mean, going back to something you said earlier is... It seems like it's your your work. It sounds like you give people the tools, right, the day-to-day to be organized and all of that. But it's a much bigger um, sort of philosophical approach about getting clear on your big vision, moving those things out of the way, and then allowing the, the things that you need to get there to to move in, which really goes back to the 7 L's. I mean, I can tell you from interviewing people over and over, I have so many interviewees in their own words in different ways say the same thing about don't worry so much about the specific how, how you're gonna get there step A, B, C, and D, but but worry more about the about the what and the where. Where are you trying to go? What is your your big picture vision? You know, think big um and those things will, will show up. Of course we can get stuck, right? And we can put things in our way. But, um, it sounds like you're, you're saying in your own way, a little bit of that as well, if I'm hearing you right.
1: Uh, yes. (laughs) And
0: it reminds me of, um, there's an author, Mike Dooley,
1: and he calls them the cursed hows, you know, that, that we, when we get, it's a curse to get wrapped up in how something is going to happen. Just, just set the intention, um, that it is going to happen, that you desire it, um, think about what you need to do to make it happen and where you need to be and and the how will take care of itself and i i was listening to your podcast um, with Tyrone um, uh, Tyrone Webb and Tyrone Webb yes and and i and i heard the same thing like <laughs> just just and you're saying it too like it just keeps coming up yeah and to me yeah. when something like this becomes a theme that you're hearing in books, in podcasts. Multiple people are talking about it. To me, that is a universal truth um, that can be just sort of imprinted in our DNA. It's something that we're all supposed to know and maybe we've forgotten. And and so then you'll notice that it appears everywhere. It appears in religion. Like uh, if you look at the Christian Bible, it says, you know, it talks about the lilies of the field right they don't worry about they don't worry about anything they they just bloom and they're beautiful and and they believe that everything is going to be as it should be so they're not worrying about how the rain is going to fall or if the sun is going to come out or anything like that it's all they're just acting in the form that they are put on here to to exist in and so uh and i know that theme runs through other major religions and it's just something that is getting kind of Brought up right now, and makes me as a universal truth. It makes me wonder what is going
0: on that we all need to heal. Hear this right now, right? I love that lilies in the field analogy. It's, It's absolutely beautiful. I know, and it seems part of it goes back to I think trust and faith and belief, and back to what you said about fear. I I think when we also, you know, get afraid, it's almost easier to focus on, well, the how, well, how am I going to make that do that? Or no, there's no way that can work. Or it's, it's, we put the how in place almost as a a way to protect ourselves um, is sometimes what it feels like to me. And it's a way, it's another way of doing, a to-do list, right? I think when we get nervous or we're not sure what to do, we, we do those things that we have or think that we have some control over, right? So it feels good to cross that thing off the list. Um, it, maybe it feels good to focus on uh, the, you know, the how am I going to do it and break down the steps. Um, but you're right. It's about setting the intention. And of course we have to do some work. We have to move in that direction, but it does start with, with owning that intention, Which is interesting. I'd love to know, like, how do you balance then? Because some people might be saying, "Well, wait a minute, Um, Nettie is an organizer, right? (laughs) That seems like a lot of the the y things." Um, But we're talking on a very high, you know, level of you know philosophical level. How in your work, um, you kind of it seems like what you do is sort of marry those two a little bit. Yes, and I will tell you I
1: am the first one to have a to do list with check boxes, and I will write something on the list that I did just so that I can cross it off <laughs> i'm like firm believer i mean i i I do that because I know it feels good and satisfying to me, but I also know I can have a fully checked off list and still not have achieved or and accomplished what is going to grow me or my business i I know that i mean so um so i do look to to marry the two and to kind of crack open what we um have come to understand as good time management and good productivity tools and and good organization and what it's supposed to be i mean goes really back to the beginning when I talked about how you create an environment and you create the systems that work for you and how you're wired and where you're going. And so that's where the marriage comes in is understanding that one person and how that one person works and thinks and moves and what their vision and goals are. And then saying, okay, now knowing all of that what is going to be the next best step for you to take? Um versus uh let me go pull off my shelf one of the thousands of ways to organize any particular thing and apply it to you and maybe it'll work, we'll try it, maybe it won't. Um mm-hmm. I I feel like the this beginning starts with that person. Yeah. And then from there we can we can we can figure any we can create anything we can we can come up with the solution that will get you where you want to go
0: I absolutely love this approach. And I have to say, you just made me feel better because I don't know. I, I don't want to give up my list making, right? But what what's in, the important message here is it, it's it takes more than a list, right? That's kind of the tactical oh, yes, piece, but there's this whole bigger piece. Okay, so everybody can breathe a sigh of relief about the list making. And the second thing, is that it's not organization is not a one size fits all. I mean, I'm very hard on myself. I feel uh, my husband says I'm I'm organized. But in my mind, I think, oh, my gosh, I could be so much better. I don't have perfectly color coded tabs and this and that. And so the second thing I'm hearing you say, it's it's all about customizing it. To the individual and what's going to work for them, so we don't have to judge ourselves so harshly. There's not an absolute. There's probably some best practices, but there's there's some wiggle room in there for ways to organize.
1: Yes, and what I mean, what I've come up with over over the years is I've come up with a structure for discerning that. Yes. um, Discerning what your organization is, you know, instead of instead of trying to take someone else's and apply it. Is coming up with the one that works for you. So there's a system like your seven L's that can be, you know, um, it's I have like a ten step. I mean, seven might be easier, right? But uh, <laughs> um, to work, work your way through that, um, and then you could apply it to anything. You and the the interesting thing, and I I worked with somebody talking about the irony of this. Um, but the system that I've developed is called the take control system. (laughs) And, um, the irony here for me is I needed to let go of control. Um, but my system was all about taking control, uh, really just in my mind, it was becoming the driver in your own car. And,
0: um, instead of
1: allowing yourself to be the passenger,
0: Oh my gosh, Uh, Nettie, we have so many, there are so many parallels. That's, you know, again, another theme. And I I think it's important to point these out. I mean, the themes across so many of the, the people that I've interviewed, I mean, that whether we're talking micro level about organizing or high level of getting to where you want to go to achieve your dreams. It's, it's an, it is that living life awake, right? With clarity and making a conscious choice that you want to be the driver of your own car um, versus just, you know, being a passenger. So I, I love that. And that's the first step is I think is deciding that you want to be the driver.
1: I agree. <laughs> yeah. just it's
0: it's just
1: it's again, it goes back to that universal truth. There are certain things that um that we can look any corner of the world and come up with the same answer. Yeah. Then it becomes something that is an absolute.
0: Right. And and if we can help people I think part of part of my passion and mission with this show is to help um, make those processes feel more tangible, right? Like, how come some people seem like they move through this world and this life, and it looks easy? I, I think they they have figured out some of these universal truths, but I don't remember getting taught these universal truths in school. I mean, really, it's um, and so I I think if we can help people um, hold on to them and understand them, you know, we're we're doing a a service, I think at least to give people something to think about, but can you say a little bit more? So you said for you, I mean, what an irony, um, the, was that the biggest layer that you had to work through in terms of to, to get to this next leveling up, to get, you know, to, to move forward in your business? Was it, was it letting go of control? I, in in your words, I just, I, I think it'd be interesting for people to hear, um, because you, you, you obviously are driving your car, right? So even if we think we're aware, there are so many layers to, to work through and levels. Um, so what was the biggest thing that layer that you had to, to work through?
1: Um, I really, so it's all Still very fresh, right? Um, last spring, I was going along with a vision of what I thought my company was going to be and where I thought I was going. And uh, it, it's so distinct. And like, I can tell you the days that these things happened, but um, I went to my professional conference coming home with a plan um, to just knock it out of the ballpark. Like I knew how, here's the cursed how everything was going to happen in my life. And I came home from that conference and, um, the first employee in my company quit. And within a week, the next one quit. And a week or two later, the third one quit. And within a month, all four of the remaining, um, employees had quit. And there, at the beginning of that year, I had six people employed in my company. So, um, I found myself suddenly standing with this vision and a plan and it was not going to be implemented the way that I thought. It wasn't going to be implemented how I thought it was going to happen. Mm -hmm. And um, So it was one, letting go of that particular control uh, of that plan and understanding that there was something even better. On the way. And the only way to get there was to literally rip apart what had already been created. And from that, to create something new. um, Within months, I had recreated my business at the level that took me 14 years to get to. Uh, Within months? In months within months. It was tremendous, but it was a very painful process. And what it reminded me of, um, and this will speak to the women who have given birth. (laughs) (laughs) Um, There is this point um, when you're in labor, uh, it's called transition. And it can feel like you can't go on. And it's been noted that women in transition in, in labor giving birth will say, I can't do this anymore. And that's sort of the sign, right? That at that moment or very soon, the baby is actually going to come. It's, um, it's the most pain and it's the most wrenching. It opens the woman's body to give birth to the baby. And, um, And that's what was happening is this basically had to be ripped apart and opened up. And then, and then something even better was going to come of it. Um, But that was, that was the moment for me.
0: Which is, you know, a couple things come to mind with that, Nettie. Like one, the universe has a sense of humor. I feel like, like (laughs) you, (laughs) you came back from your conference. Oh, I have it all figured out. I have this plan. Right. And then the, the employees, you know, start leaving. So you had to go, wait a second. I mean, which is kind of fascinating, but but the plan, so was it in general sim- similar? Was it just how you got there, different and better? Or is, is what happened, what you ultimately gave birth to, was it completely different than what you came home so excited that day from your conference? Completely different.
1: Completely different. Yeah, I just, it was... And even now, um, you know, even in the next in the last um, couple weeks, I've had to let go even further and really just put to rest the business that I have created for the last 14 years so that I can fully step into what, you know, what came to pass in that in that birthing experience. So uh, it's totally different.
0: What's fascinating, though, you know, it's you were able to do this in several months. It doesn't make all the things that you did for the last 14 years, irrelevant, like, oh, you know, that was a wait. I mean, you probably couldn't have done it in a few months, if you hadn't had the experience of that 14 years, right? I mean, it really just that got you ready for what was next. All of it had to
1: happen. Yes,
0: all of it. And,
1: and that's something that just on a personal level, you know, that's something that I'm working through is going, okay, this, this was relevant. This was necessary. And, um, and it's just part of the process, That um, it's no less important or significant. And without it, you know, what's happening now couldn't have, you know, you couldn't have just stepped into uh, where you are now, all of it had to happen. And so having that understanding and, and honestly, like, like I said, on a personal level, working on that on a day to day basis because I'm human and i and you know um and there's a lot
0: of feelings that get mixed up in in what's going
1: you know and what's happening.
0: Thank you for being honest about that, right so people want to know you're human too, <laughs> even though you have these tools <laughs> and these insights, sometimes we question and 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 that's okay I mean that's part of being insightful and and learning. So you made this, um, this leap, I mean, to, to get to our, our fifth L, I mean, you let go. So you had to let go of the old and embrace the new, um, which is the entrepreneurial piece, right. To making this shift to the entrepreneurial focus with your, with your work. Um, is there anything that you want to say about that? I mean, did, did new clients just start showing up? I mean, what? anything about that shift or that vision or how you even decided that's the direction you were leaping versus the plan that you came home so excited with anything about that layer that you want to add? I will say, I know that I could not have done it without
1: having support. And so the support that I fell back on were really two specific, um, women, one of them has a program, um, her name's Victoria Whitfield, um, a program designed to help you tap into your natural intuition and to use that guidance that you have innately within yourself. Um, and so I used her tools and I used, um, and I relied heavily on, uh, what she was teaching. And the other was, you know, I have an accountability partner, um, that I, uh, I want to say acquired, that sounds really strange, but you know, she and I met during a coaching program and just continued our relationship. And so being able to use those as my support, yeah. um, because I was lost in my head, right? I, I was lost when I would think about, oh my gosh, why is this happening to me? What's going on? I, I don't understand. This isn't what I expected. and And that wasn't a good place to be. And it wasn't going to get me where I needed to be. And so really, i i needed the guidance of some body or a team of some bodies who could see the vision i couldn't at the moment and help me continue to draw that out um and make that uh make that a reality so i think it's important you know you don't don't be an island you don't think that you can do this on your own there are other people who have other gifts, you know, who have other uh, insights and intuition and um, tools that you are going to need to use on your journey. Yeah. And those are the kinds of people that you need when you're about to make a leap. Um, even if you don't know, you're about
0: to make Exactly. <laughs> make leap. Sometimes you don't know. And you, that is absolutely so true. And another universal truth. You know, I know, one of the people that I've interviewed said, you know, you are the, the average of the five people that you surround yourself. And to think about um, who those people are, whether they're colleagues or friends or paid, you know, consultants and coaches and, and others, um, we don't have to be an island. And, and that's such a beautiful message. Um, Nettie, I mean, when you think about what you've learned to this point, is there, which is a fabulous takeaway about not doing it alone. Is, is there anything else about, um, this journey about what you've learned through your process that, that you want to share with others? I mean, there, you know, there are people, maybe they don't want to be an entrepreneur or maybe they, um, it can be anything. It's, it, they just want to drive their own, car, right? It's is whether it's entrepreneurship, or just wanting to feel like you're doing your purpose, whatever that whatever that is, or you want to make a shift in your life or a move. um, It doesn't matter. It's it's just wanting to wanting to own it and be clear and move the things out of our way. Um, Any piece of advice or something else that you've learned in your journey that you think would be helpful to others?
1: I go back to a Marianne Williamson quote, um, and I'm not going to read the entire quote. You can Google it. <laughs> um, but she says, you're playing small does not serve the world. And I feel like it's more likely to be a challenge that women face. And my experience has shown me that, um, But it's certainly something that anyone at any point could be feeling. And they might not even realize they're playing small, you know, just. But really, to me, this says you not being who you are and who you are meant to be helps no one, including yourself. Um, And so really connecting in to. Who are you? When are you the happiest? When do you feel like, you know, people are saying, yeah, you're awesome at that. Or when do you feel like you just you could do whatever you're doing for an eternity? You know, what what are those moments? What makes you smile? All, all of that. Like yeah. what, what is the essence of you and and do more of it? How can you just turn up the volume on that? Um it starts with simple things, like if you're really feeling as if you're not connected to who you are, just thinking about what makes you feel good. And putting that in your place in putting that in place in your life, so maybe it's for me it was getting like fresh cut flowers that I put on the table. Um, I had the guidance from um, from someone that I was working with to because I like to cook um, she's and I cook for other people. she asked that I cook a meal for myself, like all the foods that I love, and I spent all day on New Year's Day one year, cooking everything that I love to eat. It was the most random feast of food. Um, And she said, it doesn't matter if all you eat is one bite. That's it. It's just there to be delicious for you. And so I did, and it was just such a profound experience. My children watched me (sighs) and told them, I said, I'm going to set this meal down and the candles are for me and I'm going to eat the first bite of all the food. You're welcome to join in my feast because I'm allowing you to be here, but <laughs> this is for me. Yeah. And, um, and I didn't cook this for you. You're just allowed to enjoy whatever I don't eat. And, um, it was such a, it was such a different experience, um, in putting myself into a place of, um, yeah. self focused and not being selfish, but really Understanding what makes me happy, um, and there, so I'm. I guess I'm encouraging you to find the things that make you happy and put them in your life um, in small ways, and then build on it. Like find ways that you can, like you can add more, add more flowers, add more candles, add more dancing in your, naked in your living room. Um, what, whatever feels good to you, wear bright colors, you know, even if somebody tells you, you look horrible in orange, if you love orange, put on orange, like just do the stuff that makes you happy. And I, I love
0: that. The, and you said the, you know, figuring out the essence of you and you're right by doing just those small things, it's sort of almost retraining ourselves to see what it feels like to do something that resonates, you know, it's sort of, it's sort of practicing. Does that feel good? Does that, and then we know what feels good and we can begin to add more of that. I mean, I think sadly, so many of us um, do get kind of dormant. We turn that off or we're just so busy checking the boxes, quote unquote. We don't even, we don't even feel that much, you know, we're running so fast and um, you know, sometimes we have to, this was something i 'm stealing this from from someone that I interviewed that we have to slow down to speed up, right, and it sounds like you slowed down in that critical time where people were were leaving and those things were happening, but then boom you you got to where you wanted to go exponentially faster by by doing that and Nettie, you have shared so many amazing insights. I just, uh, you know, two other questions and then I want to let you share where people can find more of this juicy stuff. <laughs> I love it. But, um, you're sort of in this, I picture you like landing, but then at the same time, it's almost like a trampoline, like you landed and then you're leveling up, you know, almost kind of like, um, literally like a, like how a trampoline works. Um, but how, how do you feel? How do you feel, um, now in this space that you're in as you embark on this new leveling up
1: I love your trampoline vision that really resonates with me and it feels (laughs) like that's actually what's happening um but it feels good and and it's taking the time to celebrate each thing you know so a client signs on to a program, or and just I mean, celebrating by actually saying to myself, "Yay, a client just signed on to my program!" Um, but really, it it feels good to recognize the success and to intentionally do it and to just to just celebrate. So I mean, sometimes for me, that is dancing in my living room. Closed, um, telling the family about it. You know, hey, I just wanted to let you know I just did this, and and there are certain people in my family that I know I can say that to, and they and they'll celebrate with me. Um, you know, having a fabulous dinner just because I know what has been accomplished and enjoying that, and and then looking to what's the next step and and being excited about it. So it just it feels good to to be in this place of, like you said, just recognizing the feelings. And, and enjoying them while they're happening.
0: Well, I have to tell you, I feel so good right now. You have been a gift <laughs> this morning on this conversation. I feel inspired. I feel, um, I think one of the beautiful things that you've, that is my takeaway from this conversation is, oh my gosh, I have control. I, I, I want to go do something um, that's going to make me feel good. Right now, whether that's just being thoughtful about what I have for lunch, or building in a walk, or whatever that is, and and I think um, that's a great that's so easy, right? All of us can do those those little things. We can decide, um, you know, what wonderful things we want to do in our day to make us happy, and just they can be free. They can be things that just take a moment. It's just a matter of making that choice. Um, and then putting our, putting our intention out about the big things and, and starting to take those small steps. I, I so appreciate your wisdom, Nettie. I'm so glad that you have gone on this journey so that you could share these things with us and, um, that you got on that trampoline and made that leap to that, to that next level. Um, I know what you do is making such a difference with so many people.
1: Thank you so much for that <laughs> it was just lovely to hear how um, how this conversation has um, affected you and I'm thrilled to be here and to be able to enjoy this morning um, with you um, I, I did listen to some of your other podcast interviews you have a gift for uh, talking to people and connecting with them and Uh, understanding what they offer and giving them a place to share that. So thank you.
0: Thank you so much, Nettie. And where can others find you? Where where can we direct them to learn more about the program that you mentioned, uh, learn more about you? Where's the best place to direct people?
1: So I'm actually going to give you two resources. Um, one is a freebie, and it's a tool uh, that I'd like to offer. It's called, it's part of my productivity mastery series. It's called the Paradox of Productive Rest. Um, and so it's just a 10-minute uh, video. And there's, if you don't want to watch the video, you can you can read the write-up. Um, you can get that just by texting the words "impact now." Uh, all one word, impact now, no spaces, to four one one three two one, and it doesn't. You don't get signed on to any mailing list or anything. It's just my gift um, to help you, uh, like you just said, find something that feels good and use that as a tool to increase your productivity. Um, so that's one one way. Uh, the other is to go to my website, um, sapariconsulting.com. And, uh, that's the best way to, to find me and connect with me.
0: Wonderful. Nettie, thank you so much for that. And we look forward to following your journey and, um, seeing, see what happens next with you. Thank you again so much for being on the show today.
1: Thank you so much for
0: having me. Thanks for joining me on another episode of life on your terms. I hope you'll follow me on LinkedIn, subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, and visit the website, l o y t I would love to hear from you. I'd love to hear about where you are on your journey in the 7L framework and have a dialogue. So reach out, and in the meantime, I hope you have the courage to live life on your terms.